All right, who knows that song? Who, what is that song? Don't worry, be happy. How many of y'all remember Bobby McFerrin singing Don't Worry, Be Happy? And in that song, he says, when you worry, you make it double. In fact, let me go through the words, some of the words of that song. And whenever I say, don't worry, I want you to say out loud, be happy. You guys are on top of it this morning. Okay, so here, here's some of the words. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life, we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Ain't got no place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry. Be happy. The landlords say your rent is late. He may have to litigate. Don't worry. Be happy. Here I give you my phone number. When you worry, call me. I will make you happy. Don't worry. Ain't got no cash. Ain't got no style. Ain't got no gal to make you smile. Don't worry. Because when you worry, your face will frown. And that will bring everybody down. So don't worry. Now there is this song I wrote. I hope you learned note for note. Little, like good little children, don't worry. Now listen to what I said, and your life expects some trouble. When you worry, you make it double. But don't worry. Be happy, be happy now. Don't worry. <laughs> now, it may be amazing to you that there is actually a lot of biblical truth in that little song. And it's definitely needed today. How many of y'all need to hear about not worrying today? A Gallup poll from 2020 revealed that 60% of American adults are weighed down by daily stress and worry. Are you a part of that 60%? The results revealed an unprecedented increase in the number of anxious Americans, according to Linda Searing of the Washington Post. This comes on the heels of a very contentious political season, COVID lockdowns, mask mandates, vaccine requirements, job losses, financial strains, and cultural upheaval. Let's face it, friends, we've been through a tumultuous last couple of years. But according to research done by Penn State University, only 8% of the things we worry about actually come true. Think about that. Less than 1 in 10 of the things that keep you up at night and cause you stress and headaches are ever going to happen. The real problem with worry is that it does create many other problems for us. Bobby McFerrin sang, when you worry, you make it double. There's truth in that. Worry actually adds to our problems. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety disorders. And while these are highly treatable, only 37% actually ever seek help. Worry can lead to high blood pressure, heart attack, relationship problems, job-related issues, other health concerns can spring up as a result of worry. So yes, 
where it can make it double or triple or quadruple and just keep going on. According to medical science, stress and worry can lead to a loss of appetite, a loss of sleep, poor job performance, negative lifestyle habits like excessive drinking, smoking, eating disorders. Excessive worry can actually lead to physical illness. I was talking to somebody this week who has diabetes, and they say when they get really stressed out, it spikes their problem. And I know this is true in my own life. I've experienced some things. Uh, several years ago, uh, Christy was not feeling too well. She took some medicine. She said, I'm going to go to bed. She had a cold or something. She went to bed. So I'm sitting in the living room watching TV, and all of a sudden, I don't know, I don't know where it came from, but my chest started tightening. I was having trouble breathing, and it, it went on and on and on, and I, I was thinking I was having a heart attack. Now, Christy is not feeling good. So me being the loving, dutiful husband that I am, I didn't want to bother Christy with this. So I called Ben and Elaine, and I said, um, do you think you could come over and take me to the emergency room? <laughs> because I, I don't know if I'm having a heart attack or something, but I, I, I've, got, I've got some problems. And, uh, you know, well, what, where is Christy? Well, she's sleeping. She's, I'm going to just try to quietly go. I'm sure it's nothing. And, and Ben was like, you need to tell Christy what's going on. <laughs> and uh, so they, they came, started on the way over to the house. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to bother her. But so I went in and, man, I was having such trouble breathing. I could barely get the words out what was going on. And I, I woke her up. I said, I'm sorry to wake you up, but I'm, I'm having this chest pain. And Ben and Elaine are coming. What? What's going on? You know. Uh, now, I'm really glad that I told her because if I had gone to the hospital and then come back home without telling her, I would have been making another trip to the emergency room <laughs> after that. I'm pretty sure that would have happened. So uh, Ben and Elaine gave me some wise advice. And thank you all because I, I wasn't injured more. But uh, they ran all kinds of tests, and they determined it was like a panic attack, a, a stress-related thing. Now, I'm a preacher. I'm not supposed to have stress, right? I mean, y'all know what I'm saying. Uh, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-eight. besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. And look, when... When there are people in the church who are struggling, when marriages are going through hard times, when people are sick, people are dying, and people are struggling with temptation and sin, I tell you what, if you're a pastor of people and you love them, that's going to bring stress. Y'all know what I'm saying. So I'm not coming at you like I got this all figured out. We're all in this together. Uh, Robert J. Morgan, in his book, Worry Less, Live More, illustrates the fact that many in our society are very conscious of anxiety. In fact, how many of you use Amazon? Anybody use Amazon? Raise your hand if you are. You, some of you don't want to admit it because you are against it. But anyway, uh, Amazon actually, and you probably know this, keeps track of their ebook highlights. Did y'all know this? When you purchase an ebook from Amazon and you highlight things in the book, 
Amazon is watching. Now, recently, Amazon released a list of the most popular passages that have been highlighted from some of their best-selling books, The Hunger Games, the Harry Potter series, Pride and Prejudice. But they also released the most highlighted passages out of the Bible. Now, we might think that the most highlighted passage might be John 3.16. Or we might think of Psalm 23. Or maybe the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6. But actually, the most highlighted passage on the Amazon e-books or e-Bible was Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Now I'm going to read verses 4 through 7 for you this morning. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This verse, which is the most highlighted verse in the Amazon study, is the verse we're going to be looking at today to combat worry. And the big idea for the day is this. Replace worry with rejoicing in the Lord. Now, I know that sounds so simplistic. It, it isn't easy. I, I know this. But we can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit when we get our heart and our mind focused in the right direction. And there are several things I want to encourage you to do this morning to help us combat worry. I think there are very biblical things that we need to do. First of all, we need to identify the source. What is causing the worry? Now, Jesus, in that Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, highlights two things that cause worry. Now, you may remember that the Sermon on the Mount is in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And here in Matthew chapter 6, again, Jesus identifies two areas of life where, that people worry about. And the first is self-esteem. We worry about what other people are thinking. Now, the way Jesus put it is this. When you pray, when you fast, when you give, don't do it so that other people will see you. The Jewish leaders made a show of their praying and their fasting and their giving so that others could see them. Why? Well, because they wanted the praise of people. They cared about what people thought many times even more than they cared about what God thought. And, you know, friends, we often worry about what others think about us, don't we? And sometimes this is a source of our stress. What's somebody going to think? This can cause us to be anxious. Will I be accepted? Will people like me? And often we have these concerns because we don't think very highly of ourselves anyway. So our focus is on the wrong thing. We're focused on ourself and our weaknesses and our struggles. And so we worry. 
Jesus also mentioned another area where we often worry, and that has to do with security. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? Am I going to have a secure future? Now, Jesus explained that unbelievers worry about those things because they don't believe in a God who cares about them. They worry because they know that they don't have all the answers. In fact, they know bad things are probably going to happen in our life. And they are out of our control. They know they can't control others and they can't control outcomes. And so they worry that bad things could happen to them. And that's true. I mean, as I said, in life, bad things will happen. So we worry about security, too, don't we? Even though we are believers, everybody here is here because you believe in God. You believe in Jesus. And yet, we worry. Why do we worry? Because we're not focusing on the right thing. So let's identify the source of our worry. Let's recognize that we are focusing on the wrong things when we're in the midst of that worry and in the midst of that stress. Let's recognize that we are taking God out of the equation when we are worrying. And if we can do that, then we can follow up and identify the solution. What will bring healing for our soul? What can help us sleep better at night? I'm not talking about a drug. I'm talking about something the Bible tells us. Scripture identifies three things that can help us. Solution number one is look around and see God. Look around and see God. When you pray, when you fast, when you give, the reason you can do that secretly is because you understand that God is going to reward you. So even though others might not see it and give you that pat on the back, God is going to see it. And so when you have that understanding, you're not concerned about other people rewarding you. You have faith that God will do that in due time. Let's go to that passage in Matthew 6 beginning in verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So don't worry saying, what should we eat or what should we drink or what should we wear? 
For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen? Amen. So to reduce worry, look around. Observe how God cares for nature. Um, observe what God is doing. The birds of the air, they're not having to work for their food necessarily. I mean, they just fly, they see the worm, they go down, they get it, right? God is providing. Look at the flowers of the field, beautiful as they are. God made them that way. And yet, Jesus said, you are more valuable to God than they are. That might not sit well with some people, but that's biblical. God created you in His image. He cares about you more than anything. So look and see what God is doing. All the things we worry about are things, at least most of them, are things we can't control. When you think about the birds and the flowers, do they have any power? Do they? They don't have any say. They have no control. They totally rely upon God. So if God takes good care of them, don't you know He will take good care of you? So look around and think. This is about your faith. How much faith you have in God. Now solution number two is listen to God's Word. Be attentive to the Word of God. The more you focus on the Word of God, the less you will worry. We read in Luke chapter 10 of, a, of an event that happened with Jesus and two of His friends, Mary and Martha. Now Jesus was in their house. He was teaching. All the guys are in there. They're listening to Jesus and Mary's sitting in there at Jesus' feet, listening to Jesus teach. Now, Martha, I don't know if they had a kitchen. I, I've been to third world countries where they, they have outdoor cooking areas. And I don't know whether Martha was in the kitchen. We'll just say that's where she was. But she was in the kitchen working hard, and she was not happy. You know, She's doing all the work, and Mary's in there listening to Jesus. So she comes to Jesus and she starts complaining. Jesus, tell Mary that she ought to be in the kitchen with me helping get the food ready for the guys. But Jesus didn't send Mary away. Instead, he explains something to Martha in Luke 10, 41 through 42. Martha, Martha, I can almost hear him say, Martha, 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 you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. All that stuff Martha was worried about wasn't really the most important things. Look, Jesus wasn't diminishing her service or her effort to provide food for people. That wasn't the point. 
But he was trying to tell her that hearing the word of God, listening to Jesus was the most important thing. Our relationship with him is way more important than all of these peripheral things, the things that we worry about. I think this is true for us as well. All the things we worry about are not going to make our life better. As Jesus asked, you know, can you add a single hour to your life? No. In fact, you can take hours away from your life. They're not going to improve our life by worrying about them. Jesus wants us to focus on the Word of God. And the Word of God can help us deal with all the concerns we have about life and death. So, friend, do you believe in God? Right, I'm going to ask a question. You give me an answer. Okay? Do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe He created? Yes. Do you believe He sent Jesus? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus lived the perfect life? Yes. Do you believe Jesus died on the cross? Yes. Do you believe Jesus rose from the grave? Yes. We're all in this together. We believe the same thing. So, if we believe all these things, solution number three is lay it all at Jesus' feet. Just lay it all at His feet. Control your own thoughts. Focus on Jesus. And take all of that worry and stress and lay it there for Jesus. Paul's advice on controlling thoughts is found in that passage in Philippians where Paul said, Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about all these things. Give it to God. Take everything to Him in prayer. Do y'all believe in the power of prayer? I mean, we lay it at Jesus' feet. If I believe in the Creator God that He sent His Son and Jesus died and rose again, what is my little problem to Him? Y'all hear what I'm saying? We trust that He will take care of it. He takes care of the birds of the air. He takes care of the flowers. He's going to take care of me. He doesn't promise He's going to take everything away. The Bible doesn't tell us that we won't have problems. In fact, it tells us the opposite. We will have problems. But in the midst of those problems, He is with us. The outcome may not always be what we want. And listen, friends, I've prayed. I've prayed for people's lives to be spared, and they weren't. The outcome wasn't what I wanted, but I trust that God knew best for that person I was praying for. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Now, there are other times I've prayed for healing of a person, and God did heal them, but God knows better than I know. I trust God. I trust God more than I trust myself. But we have the promise that God will be with us through it all. Now, isn't that what matters most? How many of you grew up with uh, mom and dad in the, the home where you just really, you put your full confidence and trust in mom and dad? So when you were scared in a situation, what would you do? You call mom or dad. And if your parent was there with you, it gave you some sense of safety, some sense that everything was going to be all right. 
And your heavenly Father is like that too. He is with us. He's not going to abandon us. He's going to walk with us through everything we go through. That's His promise. So don't be anxious about anything, but be thankful for everything. Now that's an interesting twist, isn't it? How can you be thankful in the most difficult of situations? Corrie ten Boone, some of you are familiar with her. Um, she was a young girl during World War II. Uh, she grew up in a Christian home in Holland, and her family hid Jewish people who were trying to flee the Nazis. And eventually, uh, the Nazis would capture them. They would take them, put them, her whole family in a concentration camp, and all of her family would die except for her. But her, it did not destroy her faith. In fact, she went deeper into her faith. But she wrote this, we can worry or we can worship. Strangely enough, busy people find it a whole lot easier to worry than to worship. Isn't that interesting? But you know, we need to worship even more. When, when we're worrying and when we're in stress, that's when we need to go to God humbly and worship Him and thank Him. Now, Corey Ten Boone, there's a situation that happened with her where in the dormitory, and, and I, it's weird to even call it a dormitory in this concentration camp. It's more like where you would send uh, cattle and just treat them harshly. But, you know, hundreds of uh, women in this uh, place. And as she went in, uh, she was experiencing bed bug bites. There are millions of bed bugs in her bed all over this dormitory. And uh, it, it was just horrendous. And she, would, she said to her sister, I cannot thank God for this, you know. But they were still trying to maintain their faith. They wanted to share their faith with the people that were in there who were suffering as well. And they did that. And and they began to share their faith. And, you know, the, the guards hardly ever came in there unless it was to take out a dead body. Uh, and the guards just stayed away. So she was able to have Bible studies in this dormitory with those other people who were suffering. And many of them came to faith because of her efforts. Now, one day they heard... The guards, as they were taking a body out of that dormitory, and they heard them, one of the guards said, man, we don't come in here because of all the bed bugs. And that thing that she hated, that thing that was like so horrendous, is the one thing that was keeping the guards out and enabling them to have those Bible studies where so many people came to Jesus. Now, isn't that an amazing thing? What was something she dreaded, she began to be thankful for. And she could thank God even for the bed bugs. Where are you today? 
Do you have a bed bug-like situation going on in your life right now? Something that is so horrible that you're sure that you can't, it can't be used for good in your life. I think about Corrie ten Boom. Oh, even though she suffered greatly, she was still thankful. And when we can give God thanks, we take our mind off of how bad things are, and we think more positively about how good things can be. Jill Briscoe, in her book, Heart to Heart, wrote, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. That is a very truthful statement. And we worship God through our thanks. When we can worship God, even in the midst of our troubles, we have learned to lay it at Jesus' feet. I read this last story about a young child who was scared of monsters. Any of y'all grow up sort of being scared? Do you have kids? We'll do it this way. I don't want to embarrass you. Do you have kids that are scared of monsters? You know, any of y'all had kids scared of monsters? Uh, well, this one family, soon after they moved to Colorado, a little four-year-old, Sidney uh, Farenbrook, decided that the new house needed to pass one additional inspection. And that was for monsters. <laughs> so, as any four-year-old would do, she saw a police officer and she invited him to come to her house to give her his professional opinion about whether her house was free of monsters. So she met, uh, the mother told that she met Officer Bonday and asked if he would come search for monsters in our house. She just checked under the couch, but he wanted to make sure there weren't any under the cushions. So he did a more thorough inspection. And then they ended up going into the front yard to make sure there was no monster activity in the front yard. And the mother would say it's just amazing the confidence he's given her. She wants to grow up and be a cop and help other people find monsters as well. And according to the local news station, after a thorough inspection, neither Sidney nor Officer Bondi had discovered any trace of monster activity around the home. Just think about, like having a good father or mother or police officer, we have the blessed assurance that no matter how small or inconsequential our daily fears and concerns may be, our Father in heaven always cares for us and He is present to comfort us. So what are you worried about, friend? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you so much stress? I invite you to lay it at Jesus' feet. God doesn't want you to live your life in fear and worry, but in faith. So friend, don't worry, be happy. Father, we come to you today thankful that we can lay it all at your feet. You are faithful to us and you are not going to abandon us. And so, Father, we come to you and we give you thanks for all of that. Father, we ask that you help us when we are afraid, 
to trust in you. Help us to lay it at your feet. Help us to look around us and see in this world how you take care of the birds and the flowers and everything else. And help us to understand that you created us in your image and that you love us. So Father, help us to just do all of that and relieve us from this worry and stress. In the name of Jesus.